I think what's key, and I say this like a broken record, is that we all actually made something. So before, you know, we would have a class here, people would come by themselves or with, as a date or, you know, with like one or two family members, but now we're seeing people are cooking together as a family. What the podcast has taught me is that you think you know people and then you start asking them questions and you don't. You are listening to Fort Worth Food Stories, brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. All right, welcome to Fort Worth Food Stories. I'm your host, James Cringe. I'm joined today by Diksha Bhattarai and Trent Shaskin um, from a multitude of different things. You've both been on the podcast before, actually, discussing um, other business ventures that you were part of. Um, but you're both here collectively today to talk about the table. Um, so thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for thanks, having us. Thanks, James. Glad to be here. It's yeah. always fun. Always yeah, a good time. It's, it, you guys are a blast to talk to. Obviously, Diksha, we're in touch a lot. You're writing for Fort Worth Food Stories. Trent, always love running into you and, and talking. So yeah. um, nice to sit down um, and, and chat with you guys. Um, but for those unfamiliar, what, what is the table? Uh, what, yeah, who's, just maybe, maybe tell everyone judge, what it well, is. <laughs> why don't we start at the same time? Basically? <laughs> why don't you go first? And if you're missing something, I'll add on. What is the table? We get asked that a lot, of course. Um, the table's a, a retail Texas-only grocery store, you know, mm-hmm. food, food, a Texas food store. Yeah, uh, when you know, we have customers at the store, they ask me if it's their first time, and I always tell them, think of us as a retail farmer's market. Yeah. Because we have a lot of vendors from Clear Fork, from Cowtown, and other farmer's market in the area, too. Yeah, and that's really what drove it initially is we all were tired of standing in the cold. Yeah. And so we said, wouldn't it be cool to have a, a roof over our head? Yeah. And so yeah, meat, cheese, eggs, produce, dumplings from these guys. Yeah. And more. Yeah. Um, really, whatever people want to produce, you know. So, yeah, I mean, Diksha, you've obviously, you've got Food Pleasure Health, you've got Helen Diksha, uh, Trent, you've got Icon Bread, Mockingbird Food Company, See, as, exactly. among other things, right? Right. Um, and, and you've kind of joined them here in the store, and you said you were tired of standing in the cold. But what were those initial discussions like about putting this together, and, and how did you turn those discussions into actually putting together this brick and mortar? Ooh, that's a great question. <laughs> Just like we're doing now, basically. We sat yeah. around the table uh, and... We met. I mean, I met. didn't even know you guys. <laughs> Well, we were doing similar things. Actually, we, we just, we fed off each other. I love Dina's story about, she told it on the podcast about um, when you guys were doing pop-ups at Collective. Yeah. And actually, Dina was asked to do catering, but Dina came in there and saw what these guys were doing and went, whoa, pop-ups are the wave yeah. in the future. You know what I mean? So I just think we fed off each other in so many interesting ways. Yeah, because I know you guys are looking for a retail Yeah, we presence, were looking on Magnolia, right? and, and it just, that wasn't working. And we hadn't met the right people, to tell you yeah. the truth. And, and then, then boom. How, and Hub and I were just doing our own thing, and we both had full-time job. How still teaches at school, yeah. but we couldn't commit to anything full-time or just have a store for just teaching classes or yeah. doing pop-ups. So it just worked out that, yeah. okay, we can combine our ideas of cooking class pop-up and their retail in a product so yeah it just I mean it was it was almost instantaneous yeah it was like some sort of elemental thing coming together and it was boom and then it became something else it sounds crazy but the day we signed our lease unofficially like right outside was the first time I met Dina and 
trend. Really? I like, oh, I, okay, I was gonna ask. So you guys hadn't even met previously. Mm-hmm. Hal was the kind of we yeah. I known Hal from a previous farmers market, and it just was an amazing um, thing. It just yeah. happened really fast. Yeah. So you just put you had full trust in Hal. I but did. She was making the right decision. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, I did. <laughs> that that seems so scary. That's cool. I mean, obviously, you guys uh, have have hit it off well and are working oh, totally. well together. Yep. But I, I think what's key, and I say this like a broken record, is that we all actually made something. There was no sort of big idea person who didn't make anything. Yeah, we were all sure. so centered in our product, and we wanted a place to sell the product and to interact with people yeah. about the product. And then we found that we could talk about each other's products, and it just Fit. And now we've got 20-something vendors, yeah. and that seems like all we do is talk about each other's products. <laughs> yeah, and, and what was the main goal from the beginning? Was it to showcase your products, or did you always have this idea of connecting? Always the connecting. Yeah. Yeah. A, a true synergistic thing. That Absolutely. Be as, as, if someone sells a lot of pickles, boom, then you sell, they're here to look at the bread, or they're here to look yeah. at soup, yeah. or they're here to look at dumplings. It all goes together that way. Okay. And teaching, too. We, so we do classes in here, and they come in and are, whoa. What's going on? Yeah. So I think that's concept. the main thing. We've always wanted to have, you know, multiple vendors present. So that way, if you are busy as, you know, let's say you are making granola, you're off making granola, just focus on doing that while four of us have this business to take that burden away from you. We provide you the space. We provide you with the infrastructure. We do all the sales and marketing. You just have to bring us a product and pay a nominal fee. And I say nominal because you know, wouldn't yeah. you say it's nominal fee? Very, yeah, the, the fee comes from, we're, we're still very involved with Clear Fork, and they mm-hmm. charge okay. $30 a Saturday, and that's basically what we charge, Okay, 120 a month. And we're open wow. seven days a week. Yeah, yeah. So, so it really is a low. And then they interest. keep the rest of the profits, essentially. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. really not making any money from our vendors. We just charge them 120 a month, and the rest we, you know, hire someone here seven days a week to run the store. Wow, that's great. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty incredible. Yeah, um, it is I, I love idea. that. And you know, you've you've already talked about it, but you're both very involved in the community. I mean, when there's community events, you I, I know I'm going to find the two of you there. Um, and so, how did you go about building a community through the table? Aside from just your vendors, how did you get the Fort Worth community out to the store? Well, uh, you have to give. Kudos to Howe and Diksha for their social media skills. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. And that these guys helped. are just natural. That was part of the, the team because I don't think um, Dean and I had as much of that. Um, but these guys were doing pop-ups. And pop-ups were driven 100% through social media. I, I would say so. And so, also word of mouth, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But but these guys are wonderful. And then, yeah. and then COVID, and then the store went online. And then, yeah. whoa. And I mean, you know, you may credit, you know, the social media and all that, but Dina has been, you know, here for such a long time. Dina's a long-term Fort Worth. So again, another team member. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. They're both connected. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's really a puzzle and it kind of came together. She's been a chef at the Modern. She has still a following, like she has customers from when she worked at the Modern. Your bread has a huge following. You Mm -hmm. may not know how to post on social media, but when people see Icon Bread, they just know it's you know yeah. good sourdough they can trust on how's been in the community for 30 plus years and right. she knows everyone and everything yeah. so right. i think the social media just helped connect those pieces but you've been part of the community may not be you know out there in the social media world 
Right. Well put. Yeah. yeah. Each of those products has a following, and then they come together. And it's not just like four times. It's one of those exponential things. All of a sudden, yeah. it's 20 times, mm -hmm. 30 times. I mean, it's... And also our vendors, you know, we had the, one of the recent example is Florist Tortillas. They're not even based out of here. They're in Whitney, Texas. Right. Correct? Right. And yeah. they, we have our tortillas now, but the minute they post on their website or their social media, it hey, tortillas are stocked at the table. I'm not kidding. We've had people just coming here lined up wanting those tortillas and really? it's because of their yeah. social media yeah. presence True. so yeah. we have you know not just two or three businesses but 25 times whatever social media post they make also yeah. drives the business so yeah. that makes you know big impact i didn't even think about that with mm -hmm. your vendors of they really drive even more than just their own food but they they drive people to the yeah. store oh, and it's, it's, it's a great partnership yeah. it really is yeah. yeah yeah i was looking at granola so that someone comes to get Tortillas, oh, tor uh, granola. My mom loves granola. Yeah. You know? And then, I know you were here last week, or mm -hmm. wasn't there sort of some activity going on? There was conversation. Yes. You know, there's, there's yeah, absolutely. And yeah. yeah, I mean, I felt, you know, the customer came in, uh, one of the other customers. I had gotten the shepherd's pie. She asked me, oh, you know, what kind of shepherd's pie did you get? We talked through it. She bought, I think, a ravioli. And then it, it was on my mind that, okay, now I need to come back and get the ravioli. Exactly. And, yeah, it, it really does feel like a community when you walk mm -hmm. in here. Very um, dynamic. And, and you had brought up COVID before and um, that, that you were able to transition to uh, some online, oh, yeah. uh, the online store. So in a way, I mean, at a time when people have been so affected with their businesses, did, did you see it kind of as a growth uh, platform for your business? Use yes. the word, Diksha. Say it. I'm not going to use that the, word. The P word. Goal is to not use that <laughs> the goal word. Is, yeah, never. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yes and no. So the table, you know, is a grocery store and a culinary studio. So we were doing cookbook clubs, cooking classes, um, pop-up dinners and things. So those yeah. aspects of business kind of wow. had to take a step back because yeah. we are pausing still now. We're not doing any in-person events. Everything is transitioned online. So that... That is still, you know, work in progress, but the grocery store side of things just boomed. It did. Because yeah. we went online, exclusively online, not letting anyone else except us in the store, and we were doing just curbside pickup. People okay. would just place order online, we would just take it to their car, and that really boomed our business. Yeah. I mean... Which we still do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Are you still doing curbside? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I know you have a restriction, right, on how many people can actually be in here. And it's four now. Yeah, yeah, it was two, and then as of last week, when the 75% capacity went up, we've increased it to four. Okay, so. cool. Yeah, that's a good point. We forget, you know, because the store sort of exploded retail, but I'm looking at the chalkboard, and that was constantly filled with classes. Mm -hmm. You cannot yeah. believe the, the, the activity in this space when mm -hmm. we were doing these classes. It was yeah. just I mean, it's a beautiful space electric. for it, with the long tables yeah. and... Yeah. It'd be all day, we'd have food and drink, and everyone would be just... Yeah, it's I mean, that such was a, the goal. Talking really. about community and mm -hmm. gathering, because these were all people, they were only united, right? They didn't know each other, they were strangers, yeah. but they were united over their dedication to learning. Yeah. I mean, and common just, interest or food. It gives me goosebumps food. thinking about it. It's so energetic. Do you have a goal to start those back up oh, this yeah, year? Absolutely. Or yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't year? have a date yeah. yet. We're just yeah. monitoring everything, see how so, the vaccination goes, how, you know, the numbers go. But, I mean, we're up to four, so that gives me hope. Well, you know. Well, but these guys are doing tons of classes online, so there's yeah. all that going on. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Very it's, good. it's amazing that you're... Yeah, what, what, I actually wanted to ask you about that, so I'm glad you, you transitioned to it, but I Sorry. wanted to ask you what those online classes are like. I, I mean, I'm sure you miss some connection there uh, with the people you're working yeah. with, but have you had positive response? Yeah, I think Hav and I were just talking about it on our last class. So before, you know, we would have a class here people would come by themselves or with as a date or you know with like one or two family members but now we're seeing people are cooking together as a family Mm -hmm. so what we do is we uh, host our class via zoom so we send them a recipe packet instructions and then equipment whatever they need and they have an option to add ingredients to their class so they can come pick up the ingredients we make a bag and then just come pick it up and we meet them online so instead of you know people just cooking with themselves or their spouse or whatever now they're cooking with their family so we see kids are like chopping vegetables someone's like folding their dumplings so that brings us a lot of joy we That's can cool. see their kitchen you know so they're oh so us. is it like one-on-one and you're uh, it's not one-on-one so i'm doing the cooking so they can see me i have overhead camera so they can see my hand and okay. hand action and then everyone's on the other side so cool. it's, it's like in a group so we have you're able to see them, oh yeah cool. absolutely yeah. and i allow them to unmute themselves and we can have an interaction they can show me how their dough is looking how their pan is looking with the dumplings and all so it's very interactive it's live and interactive yeah. but it's nice to see their kitchen now <laughs> yeah well the feedback that i see that we read about is they go oh my god my kids love this the mm-hmm. family loved it i fed my family you know yeah. just they were so excited and there's stuff cross state lines. People are buying stuff for each other, okay. families yeah. long distance. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Like now I was we are seeing families. Like one of the family members were, I think the sister was in Chicago, mom was in Florida, and then the the other daughter lived here. So she bought them like a Christmas present or something. Yeah, and they she, all cooked together. So they're all like cooking together, so even cool. though they're yeah, in different states. Amazing. We had a we had a person from Canada, like in one of the classes. I was like, Canada, like, you know. <laughs> so it's really neat. That's cool. And it, you know, you wouldn't obviously have those people no. otherwise if you hadn't gone online. Exactly. So do you have plans to stick doing online when you I start doing in person will. again? Yeah. I think we may just keep one or two of our most, you know, popular classes online so that yeah. way we can reach, you know, people elsewhere too. It's a great example of the table. Uh, encouraging other business avenues that mm-hmm. you didn't know, uh, think about but then you talk to people and people ask for things and certain things arise and yeah. so you just never know yeah. you know like we do the brunch market outside and that's a fascinating experience because we have music and it's a, it's yeah. a really and when is that is that Saturdays or it was once a month we, right like every third, Sunday third Sunday of the month yeah, which COVID's kind of slowed yes, it down for but, sure. but I back. think we might bring it back with the weather starting to look nice and as long as we practice you know social distancing and mask protocols so yeah. we'll see that really brings in the community and then people are going hey let's do one at such and such and yeah sort of like, and I love that. I mean, I think that that's the whole reason I started this podcast, right? was to connect people in the community and show all these local independent yeah. places and, and these great things that are going on. And I, I think it's great that you guys are doing that in a brick-and-mortar sense. And Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Well, yeah. It's a real clearinghouse. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, and, and looking around, I mean, you guys are... are you know, just stocked with uh, with vendors. Do you have a, a max on how many vendors you'll take, or can you always fit more in here? I think we can always fit more. These guys yeah. are really good at organizing. The only <laughs> thing is we don't want to duplicate the products. That's right. That's okay. Really try to eliminate duplication. It's okay. not fair 
you know, we're not, it is small and tight, so yeah. they had six types of pickles. Yes, true. Yeah, that wouldn't. Uh, so we're really highlighting. <laughs> maybe not go over it <laughs> yeah. super well. Um, but you guys have started up recently, and, and I should have written it down, and um, I, I hope I get the name right, but I think it's the Table Salt Podcast. Yes. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've listened to a couple episodes. I think there's four out so far. We just released one today. Okay, so that'll be <laughs> yeah, five, yeah. and it's great. But tell me a little bit about that, why you guys started with that, and where you plan to go with it. Well, Sean's other half, I didn't say better, uh-huh. <laughs> Um it was his idea. Okay. Was it your, you? It was Sean? his idea. I yeah. mean, he, he came said, up with everything. Yeah, it's genius. So he's got all the equipment. He said, you guys, you sit around at this table anyway and are yeah. talking. So why don't we let other people into it and, and bring community people in? Yeah. I think we were all missing talking to other people. I think so. <laughs> that was COVID, what Sean you know? says, too. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's a really good point. <laughs> Um, so we just thought, you know, why not make a podcast that's related to, you know, the Fort Worth community, just just casually talking instead of us talking in person, might as well make it into a podcast because we're still doing the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not as good as you, James, for sure. I mean, you, you actually have oh. questions and, oh, yeah. and I can see that this is sort of like, uh, we have to ask Sean, are we, are we on? Are we recording? Yeah. Because there's like a half hour at the beginning where we're eating. And Sean, and it was great. I liked how he did that. That we we didn't know we were recording, and yeah. so it sort of turned into uh, table talk time yeah. around food. Just I mean, tell tell them what I thought. What Sean's sister said was oh, yeah. just captures exactly what this is about. His sister, she lives in London, so we just sent it to her because she has no idea who we are, what yeah. we do. But she was like, just okay, when I feedback. listen, yeah. So when I listened to uh, listen to the podcast, I felt like I'm just walking into a dinner party. I have like no idea. It's a little awkward, but the the you know the minute I listen to it and the more I get into it, I'm like, oh my god, it all makes sense. So yeah. that was a really good it was. feedback. And she said she enjoyed it. Yeah. She after a while felt like she was sitting there. So I think it's it's interesting during this time frame where a lot of people are starting podcasts. You know, Diksha, you and I were talking about it when I walked in. Basically, everyone has a podcast yeah. now, right? And um, it's it's hard to make yourselves unique, but I think, like you said, that's that's a great description of your podcast. It feels like you're walking into a dinner party, um, and it's also just an extension of the store where you're highlighting these these people in the local community. Yeah, yeah. For example, we just did uh, Lou Lambert, yeah, who's a huge community person, been here forever. Everyone yeah. knows him, and he was wonderful. And I think. What the podcast has taught me is that you think you know people, and then you start asking them questions, and you don't. Yeah, their stories are fascinating. Yeah. they really are. You learn and, a lot about them. Oh, it's incredible! It's absolutely incredible. That's that's been my favorite part of this whole you know Fort Worth food stories journey is is getting to know people like you and, and all these other people in Fort Worth yeah. that you yeah. hear things about or you know what their food food is, but you don't know about them. And, you yeah. don't. Yeah. So and also since stories. it's casual, I think people are a lot more open to. It's not like a formal TV interview. You're intimidated right you, yeah. you can just yeah. talk however your stories and all so I really enjoyed that aspect of it me too and how and Dean are good at bringing alcohol oh well, I mean, that's, <laughs> right oh yeah that makes any podcast better so <laughs> too, too bad it's 10 a.m. otherwise <laughs> but uh, yeah we uh, you know um, this isn't uh, we're not competitors in the podcast market I think there's room for everybody right and, and for everybody's stories and um, like I was telling you, I really enjoyed uh, the, the podcast with Eric, um, mm-hmm. the, the food critic. Yeah. I, I thought that was really interesting. So, 
Uh, everyone go check it out. It's the Table Salt Podcast. I'm Thanks, assuming James. you can find it anywhere. Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, it's on every, all Apple. the So wherever podcasts. you get your podcasts, yeah. yeah. Um, go, go check it out. I'll, I'll, put the, I'll put the Spotify link in the bio oh, as well. Um, but uh, as I mentioned before, you're both very busy outside the table. Obviously, if you're at the table, the Table Salt Podcast. Um, but we'll start with you, Trent. What, what are some of the other projects you, you're working on these days? Uh, Brett is keeping me pretty busy, yeah. really. Um, and to tell you the truth, Clear Fork. So um, you're still doing the farmer's market? Totally. And, that's yeah. huge, right? And what's cool about that, we now have a table tent at Clear Fork, so we get to feature a different vendor every week. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Howe and Dixure are always there the first Saturday, Saturday of cool. every month, so they're coming. So that's huge. That's most... I sell, if I sell 30% of the bread at the table, 70% is still Clear Fork. Oh, yeah. it's, a mass, it's a massive thing. I mean, yeah. hats off to the Clear Fork people. Yeah. They're amazing. Um, and then, speaking of Lou Lambert, Roy Pope Grocery is opening, and so we'll be doing bread for them okay. once a week. Great. And there's some other stuff moving around. So, yeah. People, people want to be a part of it, and they, they have different ideas. And yeah. so, that's what's, I, that's, what I really enjoy yeah. is you start one project and someone says, "Hey, what about this?" You know, so that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Diksha, for you, you're um, we mentioned it before, but maybe talk a little bit about food pleasure health, what that is, and we, I know we talked about yeah. it on the last yeah. podcast as well. But so food pleasure and health is essentially started as a food blog when I don't know 2012, 2013, but now it's grown more into a brand where I share recipes. I do a lot of like consulting for clients, do like recipe development for other brands. So there is that. And then obviously have Indexia and Table. But now I'm just finding now I don't work full time anymore. So these three things just has kept me busy. And yeah. I think I'm just trying to just grow it and see, you know, what makes more sense for my brand and the business. So. Yeah. And I, yeah, I love it. And obviously love your writing. We've got you on Fort Worth Food Stories. So go check it out. Um, some great, uh, great blogs, but oh, very much so, and they're beautiful pictures. Yeah, she just did phenomenal. the pictures of the roti, the flatbread. Yeah, whoa, and see, that's a great example of the synergy we're talking about because she's doing roti and she's using the flour that we use in the sourdough, oh, which is great. coming out of Austin. Cool. See what I mean? Yeah. Everything's, everything's Texas. Everything's oh. Texas, and it's we try to together. encourage people to do that. So some of the participants actually bought the bread oh, and the key from here for the class and their product came out just you know yeah. delicious yeah, absolutely and beautiful. spectacular mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so maybe you guys could as, as we wrap this up here maybe you guys could give me a, a final pitch why come out to the store um, why come out to the table and and maybe just give an idea too of, of the different things that you guys offer here why don't you go Trent Jeez, tell them what, what you question. offer you know you know what uh, the, what pops into my head, the first thing that popped into my head when you said that, for me, because it's a good time. Okay. It's a it's a neat experience. Come it's every really, Wednesday and Friday. Every Wednesday after and two, Friday. Yeah, if you want good time. It's a good, it's a good time. Yeah. Uh, it's just fun. I really enjoy it. It's, yeah. It's, it's where you get to meet the maker. Yes. Yeah. That we used to say, right? You get mm-hmm. to meet the artisan. And that's what the table's really, really at heart about. You get to meet the person that's actually making the product. There's, you know, a little bit of everything, you know, for everyone. We all we have something to offer for everyone. You're looking for some artisanal gifts. You need some fruits. You want, you know, some meals for if you, let's say you have a family member who's sick. You want to do like a care package. You know, there's yeah. a little bit of everything here, so yeah. you can yeah. come in 
shop and support. Everyone's truly an artist, and we've got like this twenty-four-year-old yep. kid that is making single-origin chocolate bars mm-hmm. out of Waco. Okay, it's just remarkable stuff. Yeah, yeah. stuff like that, or um, or canned stuff. Um, a stone's throw. They have a trailer, beautiful yellow yeah, trailer that people know around this town, and yeah. they pull it around and have little pop-up markets. And now they're selling their product here. Um, and you know, more than anything, like seafood. this time, like small businesses have suffered, right? Because of oh, COVID and everything. If you are able to, you're spending every dollar is going directly back to the family small you know mom and pop shop and that's i think really important for us to remember yeah people need a place yeah well that's a great pitch you've i mean i'm I'm already sold i I love this place but um hopefully sold uh, the audience as well um but will you let everyone know where they can find you here um, in your physical location and then also your social media um, where they can find you so we are at 120 St. Louis Avenue, right next to Leaves, Leaves and then Record Town. And yeah, it's a famous Record Town right <laughs> yes. next door. Yeah. Go Gerard. Yeah. Our website is thetablemarket.com. So the store is open, you know, seven days a week. Uh, you can also shop online if you don't feel safe coming into the store. Just you know, request for a curbside pickup, which is free, and we'll just bring it to your car. A lot of our customers do that, mm-hmm. yes. and that's fun. They get used to it. Offer. Yeah, and my cousin I know has done that a, a few times. Oh, really? Know, online shopping okay. and the, the curbside. So, yeah, it's a great service. It's a great place, and um, you two are great people, and I thank you for coming on and, and having this conversation. It's fun. I think you're only my second uh, repeat on the podcast. Oh. So fun, fun to have you back on, thank and you. I appreciate James. the time. Absolutely. Thank you, James, We're for having us. We're very grateful for this platform, too. Really? Great. Thank you. Thank you. That episode was brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. Culinary School of Fort Worth offers a nine-month program that has savory, baking and pastry, kitchen management classes, as well as a two-month externship that will be at the end of your nine-month program. If you are interested in learning more about the school or coming out for a tour, uh, you can call 817-737-8427. That's 817-737-8427. Or you can head to their website, csftw.edu. That's csftw.edu.